This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we review the Predator prequel movie, Prey, on Hulu. Plus, what the hell is happening over at Warner Brothers slash Discovery? And how will it impact the future of the DC Universe on the big screen? All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, August 8th, 2022. This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Snooch to the Nooch. Hello, listener. What's up? Thanks for tuning in. Welcome. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, the only thing that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery can't cancel, and that is the force of one rug boy. What's up, rugs? They don't pay me anything, so... (laughs) Because you're not going to lose anything. It would be easy to pull the plug. Yeah, Zaslav, suck it. Yeah, come, come, come get it, Zaslav. Oh, we will get into that. Anthony, how you feeling? I want, I want you to share your your sexy kind of sick voice with the listener right here. I've I felt better. <laughs> uh, no, no COVID. Just oh. I guess just some sort of cold thing. I've tested twice. Don't have the Rona apparently, but uh, just a little. Did you ever get under it? the weather? Uh, I've never tested positive for it. Let me say that. No. Wait, what did, so, okay. What does that mean? That means you never got it. The, the, okay. I don't know. I mean, oh. I maybe have, have had oh, it. I just right, didn't know right, about it, but. Right. I think I've always had it. Yeah. <laughs> you were born with it. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> zero. I've, I've avoided it. My sister and my mom got it. Luckily, my mom had no symptoms, which is the craziest thing because she has every other symptom, but she's fine. And I'm the last one in my immediate family. So now that I said that, I've probably jinxed myself. Yay. Probably. And yes. All right. Yeah, you probably got something on. We got one big news thing to talk about and an awesome movie to review. Let's get to it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, if you follow any kind of superhero, TV, movie, entertainment, industry news at all, I'm sure you know by now that Warner Brothers had a fucking batshit crazy week, pun intended. Uh, I'm, here's the big bullet points. I'm just going to break down and then we're going to go back and discuss each of these things that happened a week from when we were recording. And in, in fact, between recording and putting out last week's show, uh, Warner Brothers uh, CEO, new Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David Zaslav cancels Batgirl, shelves it oh, shit. out of nowhere. The New York Post leaks this story and and sh- and sends waves throughout the entertainment industry. Right. Into the lead up, they were doing a, 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 a earnings meeting, quarterly earnings meeting. Warner Brothers was on Thursday of last week. Leading up to that, a lot of things getting removed from HBO Max. A lot of rumors at the quarterly meeting. Uh, Zaslav announces that he has a ten-year plan for DC movies. Another oh shit, and that they are planning to merge HBO Max and Discovery Plus uh, next summer, summer of 2023. Kind of the big overall bullet points, but holy shit, we got to break all of these down. Let's start with the Batgirl cancellation, which apparently all the talent, the crew, everybody involved 
caught him off guard. Uh, this New York Post article is where the first time they even heard about it. Uh, the article initially saying test screenings were abysmal, that the movie, the studio thinks the movie was irredeemable. Uh, and then uh, this movie, they were saying estimated 70 to $90 million budget, just flushing it down the drain, $90 million, kind of. The movie was not completed, but pretty far along production, almost done. Then, after the test screenings were bad story, we hear that actually the real reason is that David Zaslav decided that the most economical thing to do with the movie was to take a tax write-off on it. Another oh shit. Oh shit. Meaning this movie can never be monetized. They can't sell it. They can't put it out anywhere if they take down the write-off. There was another Scooby-Doo original movie also shelved with Batgirl. Now, let's start there. First reactions, Anthony, when you heard all this shit going down, what are some other details you heard? What what do you think uh, of just the Batgirl cancellation? It's good that it was like it's been a week because my initial reaction was, oh, my God, you see what is going on over there. And to to some extent, that's still the case, right? I think Zaslav is trying to put his stamp on things. The more I've done some research and looked into it, I don't know like if there was a great move, but it sounds like this was the best move in terms of making them money. Apparently, the screening was shit. Apparently, the, the best thing I saw, I watched Campion. He said he, he did some research and pointed out like the most positive thing that came out in the press was someone saying it's not as bad as you think, <laughs> which is not a great glowing assessment. This was made under the old regime, which was really pushing HBO Max and deciding to put stuff on HBO Max, stuff released for HBO Max, and then some on theater. Zaslav doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Sounds like the movie was shit. They're, if they put it on HBO Max, it wasn't really going to further the brand. It might have even hurt the DC brand. And it wasn't like anyone was going to subscribe to HBO Max because this was going on HBO Max. And if he put it in theaters, he felt like it by including the marketing that this movie wouldn't have made any money. So this was the best option. So upon all that information, I think, you know, having obviously not seen the movie, I think this was the best move. Unfortunately for the actors and the cast and everyone that put time into it, but you know, and they it was the best move. They all got paid, right? They all they made they made the thing. They did get a paycheck, but is it so? I'm so torn about this, Rugs. What do you think? Is this actual somebody providing some quality control over DC movies? Was it that bad that he's like, this is going to hurt our brand? Uh, I just the other side is it. It's a little bit of bad optics to cancel like a Latina led Batgirl movie directed by. Bilal and Adil, right? These guys who did Bad Boys and Miss Marvel. The diversity behind the screen, in front of the screen. Uh, that's a bad look. But if it's a shit product, you don't want to hurt the brand. I don't think it's a shit product. How bad could it have been? I don't think that, yeah. I mean, it could be, it'd be Morbius bad and still, you know, exactly. made money. Morbius made some money, you know. Um, I think the budget for Batgirl wasn't that high. I think that this is an opportunity for them to clean the slate, though, I think that this is an opportunity. They see that Marvel is kind of like losing steam. They see that like Thor: Love and Thunder like was like kind of like eh. People were like not too hot on it, and uh, they see that like the future of the Marvel universe is like very kind of questionable. Even though they put all this stuff out there like Wakanda Forever and this and that, they're like they're like this is kind of like 
they're not seeing like this Avengers plan right. that they had, this and, end game yep, plan. Yep, they, yep. So they're like, let's take this opportunity like within the next 10 years to kind of like take the market back because Marvel's kind of like petering out a little bit or they're still in their restructuring phase or whatever. Um, so they're like, let's wipe the slate clean of all the dead weight. Uh, anything that we have that's questionable, anything that's going to like, let's just start over and let's like this time let's focus. Um, and so they, they threw Batgirl at, cause they had a Batgirl and Michael Keaton thing that they were like, uh, trying to set up. And I think Flash was, was supposed to be, uh, coming out before, uh, the orders were messed up. Yeah. All and the so, orders like, have been switched. Yeah. So like, basically they were like, they figured they had to do something drastic and they did. Um, I don't know if this is what I would have done, but. They're writing it off, so I guess that means that they're guaranteed a certain amount of money. I apparently like fifteen, twenty million dollars. I think they get twenty. Yeah. They, they yeah, they get back to twenty million in tax. Like I, I don't know exactly how it works. I'm not an account, but yeah, twenty million. Which they figure if if they put it on in theater, they might not even have made that. Sure. See, it would be interesting. I would love to be a fly in the wall because, like, there's two ways to look at it, right? Which is. You have um, this kind of thing that Marvel's been doing and a lot of people have been doing, which is trying to refresh or make all of these characters that were in the, popular in the 1960s, like try to make them relevant. And they do it and they try like, you know, they they switch things around. They do new things and they're like, well, we tried all that. And, you know, that seems to work with limited capacity, but. You know what? No one's really actually doing like the like right ripped from the comic books, like right from the page of the comics, like trying to do that. Maybe Zaslav is like, that's what we should do. I don't know. Um, the problem is, is that he has his 10 year plan to make this big thing, but he doesn't have Kevin Feige to do it. Well, we'll get into the 10 year plan. I'm, you know, it's also like I'm wondering how many people outside if you don't follow this, like how many people even knew that there was a Batgirl movie coming out. Right. Uh, it's not too many, probably. Right, but it's still kind of a weird, uh, slightly unprecedented to kill a oh, movie yeah, this far. Really, Keaton Keaton was only in like five scenes. Yeah, so this one uh, guy who's a pretty reliable says, "View at viewer anon, Michael Keaton only had five scenes in Batgirl. He didn't train Barbara. She just dressed up as Batman for a Halloween party, stopped some terrorists, and tweaked the costume to be a superhero. He meets Barbara twice." So there was just a few. See, it's funny though. Keaton was going to be Batman in three movies, and now that it's just one movie left because they're reshooting his Aquaman I mean, scenes. If that's the origin for Batgirl, that sounds pretty shitty. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> here's the thing: these guys, like ninety million dollars, a lot of money. These directors did a good job. They refreshed the Bad Boys franchise. Apparently, that movie was good. Made a lot of money. Like how it had to be better than like a CW show. I've read apparently. Apparently, the reviews are like it's 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 unwatchable. So I've read competing things. One uh, one review compare compares it to a TV pilot and X Men Dark Phoenix. That is not good, right? But it was their first test screening. A lot of the visuals weren't put in, and it received similar scores to the first test screenings of Shazam, the Shazam sequel, Black mm. Adam, and it. Uh, that came out and was huge. So I don't think the movie was dog shit. It might have been. I'm like I'm kind of curious. Somebody get a bootleg. I don't know how you could leak this thing. I, no. I will see it. At some I want to see what wise. actually what was in this movie. 
Well, I think to, so. Getting to this ten-year plan that you're yes. that you were talking about, where Zaslov is basically saying he has a ten-year plan. He wants to hire a Fi. He he likes what Marvel's done and wants to do something with DC. And for and he's basically said that DC is their most valuable property, yep. and they have to make like they have to do be better with the brand. So I think what getting into Batgirl, what I think is happening here is one. This is a new guy. He wants to put his stamp on it. And I think if you take him at his word, he doesn't want to release stuff on HBO Max, like this, this kind of stuff. Yeah, that was the old strategy. So that's the old strategy. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to make these, want these, he wants these to be epic movies. Okay, so that takes it off. Also, he's basically said, we're not going to focus on release dates. So we're going to wait. If the movie needs more work, ah, we're going to wait and uh, we're going to push things back. And you notice they've done that with The Flash. They've done that with Black Adam. They've done that with Shazam. They've done that with Aquaman. They've pushed shit back yeah. from when it was originally supposed to be scheduled, which I think is a good move. If if you don't have it right, push it back. And I think when he looked at Batgirl, he's like, there's no point in pushing this back. It's already out of what my plan is for putting this stuff in theaters. If If that's the case, I like that approach rather than like where Marvel does it and they put here are the dates, and we're, we're speeding toward the dates. So if DC wants to go, hey, we've got dates, but if it sucks or if we, if we need more work, we'll push it back, I think that might be a good approach. I mean, th- these are all good things. In the, in the meeting, he even took a jab at, like, he stepped into a fucking shit show, right? We've been talking for years that Warner Brothers, what the fuck are you doing? Well, they, I mean, they, by doing what they did last, was it two years ago or a year ago, by releasing everything day and date yes, on they lost HBO so Max much and money. not telling anybody? Yeah. They ruined a ton of goodwill yep. with a lot of the studios, and they had to pay out the ass yeah. to make, make good on a lot of this stuff with the actors they, and studios Christopher and Nolan uh, directors. walks away. They lose Nolan, right, right over all so of this. That gets to WB having a, a real bad credi- credibility problem with, with the market right now. Warner Brothers used to be like the director studio, too, at one point. So what are you saying? Look, these are a lot of good good decisions, this guy. He's got the ball potentially. potentially to come in. But right. they, they're also like... Um, burning a lot of bridges at the yes. same time yes because they're like fucking kiboshing all these projects and all these people worked and didn't you know their shit's not coming out well the, the things they kiboshed let's let's be let's be frank yeah it's batgirl yeah it's a scooby-doo sequel yeah and i think it was like a wonder twins movie oh yeah from they, DC. Like, which is why are you making so a wonder twins movie what no are you one doing? like come on no one's really that what about sad all the TV about the shows stuff? and stuff that they they canceled they killed a lot of CW shows, but no shows. Anything that was in development that, that yeah. did anything that was in yeah. development yeah. got canceled. That wasn't yeah, according I mean, to those plan. CW, CW shows are kind of a running joke, right? The Flash is ending on its ninth season, and this movie still hasn't come out. He has to cut three billion dollars from spending. This is his I mean, job. As much as we, as much as we like, have kind of not liked some of the Marvel stuff. There's a clear difference in quality between that and like throwing on the Flash at this point on CW. Yeah. Like there, there, there needs to be like, I agree. I don't know if this guy has what it takes, but I agree. Like, you can't just green. Like, it seemed like DC's model was just green light everything with no like quality control for like what it should look like. Like every guy had a different way it should look, and CW was clearly like, we're, we're we have this look that like looks super cheap, but we've been doing it for ten years. And then you look at the movies, and it looks completely different. I, I think like quality control and hiring what you like you said rugs hiring somebody i think that is the right approach i don't know if this guy's the guy to do it but as campia said 
on his show, which kind of changed my mind. He's like, this is kind of real leadership. You make tough decisions like well, this. Well, they're, they're rudderless because what happened was they got rid of Snyder, who was their Faye, and right, right. they had David Goyer, who was their like, kind of like quality control, right. kind of butt, buck stops here, executive producer kind of guy. And both of those guys are not there. So it, they have nothing. They need somebody, um, but who are they going to get? Um, that's the important question. Walter Hamada yeah. almost fucking quit uh, was the other story that came out. Uh, so, look, Zaslav's saying all the right things. He's saying DC is something we can make better. He's committed to the theatrical model. Here's his quote is what he said. He said, you look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that are known everywhere in the world. We have done a reset. We've restructured the business where we are going to focus, where there is going to be a team with a 10-year plan. We believe we can build a much more sustainable business. He's also been consulting Alan Horn, who set up the structure with Bob Iger, Kevin Feige, put together the Marvel structure over there. Oh, wow. He's consulting. He's Alan talking Horn. to Alan Horn in a consult. So clearly this, but this is like the third or fourth time Warner Brothers has tried to do this. I think they need to scrap everything after the movies that are coming out and start over. And maybe you start with those four Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, start with Superman. Apparently, I think that's why Flashpoint has to come out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a good point. I that's think Flash the reason is going to be. In, yep, he, yep. And he's also said he's seen Flash, Black Adam, and Shazam, and they are good, and they will be coming out. He didn't mention Aquaman too. I don't know if they just have were ready or they haven't shown him anything. Uh, apparently, they've talked to Henry Cavill, and Cavill is not interested. Well, did you see the rumor? Not to take this towards Marvel. Yeah, there's a rumor out that Cavill is oh. might be in the running for Mister Fantastic. Oh shit! Oh, oh, shit. I can see that, and he's probably like he's been waiting years for like another Superman, right? And I was like, fuck these I people. Mean, if, if 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 you look at it, he might be like, fuck you, DC, yeah, yeah. you threw me under the bus, and I played a perfectly fine. He did. Clark Kent. He loved playing Superman. He was a dream role, and they fucked it all up. And it's been so long. I wouldn't be mad at him. He was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going over here. As as Reed Richards, did you say? That's the rumor I that's saw. A yeah. Jack, I that's think, a Jack that's Reed terrible. Richards. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, also, Idris Alba says he's working on something really big at DC, and Gal Gadot expected to appear as Wonder Woman in lots of things. So if they hmm. can focus... Here's the other thing, though. In the meantime, where they canceled you know, a Latina lead and diverse cast, the fucking Ezra Miller... Here's two uh, headlines from today, yesterday and today. Uh, earlier this week, Flash star Ezra Miller now accused of writing a cult and grooming minors. And then literally from today, the Flash star Ezra Miller charged with felony burglary in Vermont. Apparently, they stole some alcohol from somebody's house. Well, let me be uh, Ezra Miller's defense. Minors get very dirty down there and they need to be cleaned. Well, when you're grooming minors, you need some alcohol. <laughs> So they, they don't get you know, they're, in, they're in a tunnel. They're covered <laughs> in soot. You got to fucking clean them. So what are the optics right. of that? But I think they're stuck um, in a hard position. They got to put the flash out so they can. And how many Batmans are you going to have? Like, uh, you got to fucking pull all this shit together. Well, look, I they're like trying to avoid this shit like the plague, like this, this stuff getting worse. But I think that Zaslav sees this movie as a reset button. And he's like, we can't cancel. This is our opportunity to, like, put a button on everything that we did. And start over it. So they're like, for some reason, weathering this storm with Ezra Miller. Like, I don't understand. It's worth it. it. I mean, it, it's a lot more money, too. They already spent, you know, Batgirl 90 million versus like 200 million down the drain. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that, that 
that has to be the reason because there's no other reason why to, to cling to Ezra Miller. That's his net. That his Zazab's next uh, goal is to, like, we have to get past Ezra Miller because you could be damn sure he's not going to be the flash anymore. No. Yeah. Once this movie no, comes can't. out, that that's just like, there's no, there's no amount of planning. There's no playbook on something like this yeah, where right. yes. you have a movie where he's the lead yeah. and this movie is potentially very important to what you're, your big plans are yeah. and your lead is just all over the place. You don't teach that in movie executive school. You, there's nothing like it's bad luck. What did you, what if this is all like something that was engineered by Marvel to fuck with DC? <laughs> uh, they imagine yeah. they're paying Ezra they're like, to just be crazy. They were, yeah, they're just, <laughs> or they, they knew a guy that knew a guy and they're like, this is how you set off Ezra. Oh yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> Oh my God, that is some spy shit right there. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to gaslight him. Diabolical. Or them or, yeah. So, okay, let me ask you this. Zaslav's, Zaslav's choices, from what I'm hearing, you guys, what do you guys think of his, his decision so far? He's, he's said the right things. He wants to make better movies. I don't know. Yeah. Right? It's, it's hard to tell. It's tough to say anything's right right now, but I think I've been swayed by Campia in that at least he's moving in a direction. Yeah. He's literally he's going, <laughs> this is what we're it's doing. Direction. He's, All he's right. not just... Yeah, right. Well, other than just being like, well, the old regime had these movies. I don't really like them, but I still should release them. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm 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 wait, I'm taking my dick out and we're fucking taking this movie and we're putting it on the chopping room block, chopping room floor and we're pushing everything back. And this is how it's going to be. So it is kind of hey. like a very divisive move. Like you're like you're really putting your dick out there. Oh, you're yeah. really slapping people in the face with it. He is. He's he's hitting you in with it. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, multiple times. Yeah, smack, smack, smack. Here's the new direction. Look, Blue Beetle. After those four movies, Black Adam, Shazam, Aquaman, and the Flash. Blue, Blue Beetle is not going to happen. Well, it still has a date, and I've heard that it's actually they're going to keep that because they can't really? cancel two movies with uh, Latino stars. That would look really bad. Yeah. It already looks I bad. I don't. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I see where that angle is. I don't think he's doing it because they're Latino. I think it's just right. It's what the, if he is racist? It, he could if be. You get a better know. plot product. <laughs> and then they finally announced the date for the Joker sequel, Folly Adieu, with Lady Gaga apparently playing uh, Harley Quinn, October fourth, twenty twenty four. They actually I think they gave should it cancel that. I think Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn is a bad idea. And uh, so but. it's and then the, it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of musical elements. Apparently, a lot of it will take place in Arkham, and the music stuff is like in Joker's head. Right, so that kind of makes wow. sense, but but what 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 do you do? Do you go back to doing these one-off solid movies and then make another Justice League in like five years? Uh, I don't know. What would you do if you are David Zaslav and you want to fix well, well, the look, DC? Let let's talk about this. We don't have a consistent Batman, right? Right. Who's Batman? So let's let's just let's just analyze this. Wonder Woman's covered. Yep. All right. She has an origin movie. Okay. She has a set. She had a second movie that was bad, but still, it was still a second movie that kind of uh, developed the character. Aquaman had an origin movie. Yep. He was in the Justice League, but Ben Affleck, Batman, never had really an origin movie or or his own movie. It was like a Batman versus Superman, you know, giant. It wasn't like really a Batman film, right? With Batman's Rogues Gallery and any of that, it was all tied to Superman. And then Superman, you know, they they fucking pulled the rug out from under them. So. They've never done justice to those two characters, which are the tent poles. Exactly. Wonder Woman, they have. Yeah. But Batman and Superman, they've, they've, they haven't given you a legit Superman. They haven't given you a legit Batman. So movie. would you move forward with the Battens and 
Batman and a new Superman reset and then throw all them together. If you can do it in Flashpoint, right, and reset everything, and then you at least you can kind of go, we're going to keep these, we're going to get rid of those, and in this universe, Batman is this. Or, I don't know. You can do know. it, but I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't all doesn't gel together. And then, like the Joker movie is in its own thing, and this Batman is its own universe. Uh, yeah, they're not gelling. No, so it's unless they pull like some like we've seen this before with the Spider Man movie. You just fucking have cameos, and everybody just starts jerking off. <laughs> you know, so like imagine at the end of Flashpoint, all of these people come into like appear from like a boot like a, a fucking warp or whatever and they're all in the same room and you're like okay i guess this is what it is <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean you it's what's weird is we like heard from was it hold hamada before that yeah. they were like we'll just make everything we don't care we will just we'll just go play in your sandbox we, how did that work yeah out? no it was like well we'll let directors do what they want there can be multiple versions of the batman there are gonna be multiple versions of this and that and now it's like um no, that's a bad idea. We don't. We're confusing our fans. We should probably try to streamline this a little He's more. Literally, like we're just gonna do what Marvel did, right? When I'm like, you, you've been wasting so much time and money for ten years already. What, what's the, the problem? Too is they can do with what they can try to do what Marvel did, and I think there's merit to doing that. Their DC is an underutilized property. They should be making money hand over fist. These, these are gigantic characters. Yes. But to do the Marvel thing now. It might work, but also by the time they get their show shit in together, shit together, maybe we're like tired of superheroes. Uh, yeah, it's like, almost it's too little, too late at this point. I, like I feel like when I'm at like a movie theater with a casual fan yeah. and they see a DC trailer, yeah. the first thing they think is is that Marvel, and then I tell them no, and they're like, oh, okay, that's well, right. I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah, and like whatever they had planned, I was there's really nothing I'm like super excited for coming out of for DC movies from Warner Brothers, right? Even the stuff they were planning, which is a shit ton. So they need to get people excited again. I mean, do you do a Green Lantern movie? Do you throw him in? And once you've established, like, there's they're just not there's nothing that's being built towards. Like no. we complained about this with Marvel yeah. until they announced Kang Dynasty yeah. and Secret Wars, yeah. but. You know, we what we've been seeing with Marvel in Phase Four has been what DC's been for five to six I know, years. No, it's like Marvel's like here's thirty seven things we're releasing, and DC's nothing's like, connected. And yes. DC's been like, oh, we've been doing that yeah. for a while, and they're like, oh, we're it's really worked we're out for us. Going to be canceling things. We're just gonna like you've noticed they didn't mention anything about Batgirl at San Diego Comic Con. I found that very no very weird, and now we know why. They were probably already thinking about this. Um, so, and then the, you know, the whole thing, these merging HBO Max and Discovery Plus, we don't know what the pricing is. Get ready for Chip and Joanna Gaines to join your HBO Max stream. Did you see that graphic that they put up about yes, HBO about Max this. being yes. male leaning? Yes. And then Discovery oh, really? being yes. female leaning. Like, I don't know why they would put this out publicly or even use it to explain. Like, it was very, uh, but that deaf. like goes, th- that kind of shows you where Zasloff is, is thinking. He's like, if he thinks that DC is the, let's do like the, this leap in logic here. If Zaslav thinks that DC is the prime, like real estate that that they own, that WB owns, right? Yeah, yeah. And HBO and all that stuff is all related to that. And he said, and he says, okay, well, HBO, WB, where that lives, is male skewed. This is for boys, and this is for girls. Is basically yeah. What th- he said. There might be a, a kind of an archaic thinking behind that. A little right? bit. 
Yeah. Or you I'm can say at the traditional, which is the softer word. Yeah. But like, yeah. Read that graphic, Anthony. What does it say? So I guess this was presented to bring the earnings call. Know, the, probably. Okay. Yeah. So HBO Max, male skew, yeah. scripted, yeah. lean in, appointment viewing, home of fandoms. Yeah. Discovery Plus, female skew, mm. unscripted, yeah. lean back, yeah. comfort viewing, home of genre dumbs. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting I mean, how he sees this. I, I think you can think that. I don't know if you'd want to put that I out. I know. You did, that's what I thought. I was like, why would you back so It's probably true. But right. Yes, like it's it, true. I see, I see the, the thought public. process behind it. I just don't. That's a bad PR this move is, to have yeah, that ever come out. Yeah, this is like what you do up in the Yeah, but offices. this guy doesn't give a shit about no. PR. No, not clearly not. Clearly not. So here's my only concern. Look, he's saying all the right things. We want these movies to be better. We're going to quality. We're not going to put out a movie before it's ready. However, he is also the bottom line guy. And this makes me worried for prestige content over at HBO, where they spend millions of dollars to make shit look good. And it does look good. I just hope that him absorbing, putting discovery in this doesn't hurt the quality of what they already have going. Right? Well, what I would say for that is... HBO is known for its prestige contract content, and it, it is one of the pillars for why you would subscribe to HBO Max. Yeah. So I think if he's smart, he'll know that if they're putting an, an HBO show up on HBO Max and it's great, th- that has always gotten people talking. Don't fuck with it. And that's always gotten people to subscribe to HBO yeah. back on cable. Like eight, like that's something that needs to still be a part of of what he's he's his overall business I mean, plan. We are on the ver- we could have another huge Game of Thrones era coming up. With by this the way, House can I take a quick shot at you? Yes, of course. Remember when you said Batman was better than the Dark Knight? Wait, which one? You said the the, the Batman. Batman is better than the Dark. Did I say that? You did. Mm. Oh how, shit! How is that? How is that? How is that holding? That hasn't right aged now? well, has it? In the moment, <laughs> no one is talking about that. In movie. the moment, right after seeing the movie, we're, yeah, that's a good you point. You did say that. I, uh, I, whereas the Dark Knight's been talked about, it's still being talked about. This that is, this that's day. a good point. That is, I, you know what? It was the heat of the moment. I was still enamored <laughs> with this. I haven't rewatched it either. Recency bias is a real it's thing. A thing. Yeah, I know you probably haven't even no, watched I haven't, it because it's really long. I haven't watched it's really it long again. and, and almost unwatchable. Bias. I never heard that. Region, region. <laughs> yeah, because it was hot. You just watch it. You're like, this is great. And then uh, it's good. It's just good, not a. It's not an all time. That movie. is a good point you make, though. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I'm sure maybe you got some fans that disagree with me. I just I don't think that movie's clearly it hasn't. It's not the, an all time movie. It's not something that's. Gonna I gotta, I gotta watch it again. I mean, it's a good movie. So I think the things that are safe apparently are like another season of Peacemaker. I think they're still gonna do this Penguin show. What about like the? I'm pretty sure all those like home renovation shows on Discovery will be safe, right? Yeah, and they're well, they're gonna get pulled over. <laughs> they do have to fi- lay off a lot of people because there's a lot of redundancies. So yeah. there's gonna be a lot more shit going on as David Zaslav makes these moves. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. I just hope they give us something that's exciting. Yeah, one thing we got to remember is this is a fucking monumental merger. There, yeah. is, there are a lot of redundancies there. You have these two meet before it was AT&T taking yep, over, yep. you know, they had no skin in the game, yeah. but this is a, a company that already has programming already yeah. has like their own ver- version of shows that they had, that they might have two of the same show on or all. <laughs> so they're getting rid of stuff. They're going, people are going, heads will roll. Basically people are going to get affected by this. There's no getting uh, yes, around it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to. And who are they going to yeah, get? Anytime companies merge. He, uh, yeah. And he's also like, he's separated DC films into its own division. Who are they going to get? 
Which he should have. Which should have probably been yes, done a while. Absolutely. That's well, I heard Campia like throw some names around, yeah, and I was well, like, I mean, okay, uh, yeah, like your James Wan or your who's the other one. Uh, I don't think you should give it to a director, right? That's the point they kept coming. You want back a producer, to. and yes. I think I know the guy. He was on. Yeah. He, he was on your show. On on this show, he was. Whoa. Yeah, Greg Weisman. Oh, Greg Weisman is a great producer, and because he's because he did all of writer. the DC. He did DC stuff, Young Justice. He does Marvel stuff. He knows about gargoyles. Yes, he, yeah. he knows about comic books, and he makes good like the, that spectacular Spider-Man show. Still yes. better than most of the Spider-Man shows that Marvel. That's a out. good fucking pick. That's a good pick. That's actually. a good that's like, pick. And what? That's like uh, if you took the Filoni, the yeah. Filoni yeah. Felatio. Like you know, yeah. like you, now he's in charge of. He's in charge of uh, Star Wars now. And- I like the Wiseman pick because also I haven't seen the third season of Young Justice. Apparently not as good, yeah. but didn't he did that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That those first two seasons were like comic book accurate, but yet also had a kind of a fresh spin on everything that it made everything feel new by focusing on the kids and having it come from their perspective. Like that show felt very fresh in a market that you know, is is a hundred years old. Yeah, it's very good. The first I two feel like looking for a name that like sounds like important is stupid. Look for somebody that has been doing shit. Like I would even take the guy who's in charge of who's the head of the DC animation and promote that guy to like oh, feature films. Yeah. What's there's a bunch of there's like Jay Olivia over there and uh they need they don't need a filmmaker, they need a producer. They need somebody right. who knows the material and, who, and how and it should yes, feel. And who loves it. That's like, it. Like Feige was producing comic book movies way before the MCU, and you know he, that's where he cut his teeth for a long what time. What if they got uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini? That would be. Oh my that, god, that would that's be a bad. great drop right there. That would be good yeah. too. Perfect. I like that. I just looked up how old Bruce Tim is, and he's sixty-one. So I was oh, like, oh, that's still not, good yeah, enough. He's still in the game. That's enough. No, I like Greg Wiseman. I like those two. These are the kind of people they should be looking at to do this. Whether I they wonder can, how often you see a, an animated guy get a job like that with the live action. Yeah. Well, Filoni yeah, is yeah, now that's true. doing. That's true. I mean, yeah, Filoni, you're right. Yeah, he was doing all the animated shows, and he finally got a shot. And now, like, we're talking about the Filoni verse, right? You know, like so, remember uh, Jeff Johns had the gig for a while, and you thought that would have worked out. I don't think that worked out. Work out. I don't out think. Well, I don't think no. he worked out very no, well. Like, he, that's again, that's different, different right? Like Jeff Johns yeah. was doing comics yeah. and came over. Yeah, it's different. You've got these guys that Rugs mentioned that have created like live stuff. Yeah, and have a have a different. I think it's just a different creativity that you you need to have by doing with the experience they have versus writing on a page. Just you just take the Batman or the. The, the comic book characters that Greg Weissman has or, or, or even like Bruce Tim or no, any of those guys, they feel like the character. Yeah. Yeah. They don't feel off. They, they right. get it. You know what I mean? That's what's the most important thing. They have to get the character. And, yeah. you know, Zack Snyder doesn't really get them, you know, uh, and, uh, who knows what they're going to do. They're probably going to pick some asshole <laughs> that just has some like marquee value. It's just oh, the name. Yeah. And then, you know, the only the biggest name that I could think of, two biggest names that I could think of, uh, one has a really bad black mark on his thing for uh, John Carter, which is, uh, fuck, I just had his name on the top of my head. Andrew Stanton. Okay. And then Brad Bird. Oh, Brad Bird would be an interesting pick, too. 
But he, they're both directors. They don't yeah, want to they produce. Are, right. They're directors. You want someone who's not a director. Well, Brad Bird is like the name that everyone yeah. wants to do Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah, but that just seems like a lazy because he did Incredibles, which is right. like. I know, but I, so I would give Brad Bird. I give Fantastic Four to Brad Bird live action. I, the Batgirl directors, give him fucking Avengers Secret Wars. Just do it. Why not? <laughs> you had Russo brothers doing those Avengers movies. You got these two. Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Did you know that they were one of them was getting married and they were on they were at the wedding in Morocco when they found this out like through the New York Post. I was like, that's yeah. a shitty way to find out. Yeah, uh, but I thought they did a good job on Miss Marvel. And again, I'm like, yeah. how bad can this this movie can't be that bad? The suit, her suit did look a little, I don't know. Eh. Looked a little CW. It did look a little CW. And I even had I like think, the more I think about Miss Marvel is the less I like it. Oh, fuck you. Come on. Show. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good storytelling. It's a good coming of age story. <laughs> you're going you're, you're now getting into identity politics. Slash so right. superhero uh, ish. That's a slight on his family if you say something like that. <laughs> yeah, regardless, I don't give a fuck. It's like, it's not good. It's my not good. Family you know, whatever reason. The partition for this? Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, last thing in the news before we take a break. I got to throw in is a story based on a, an 80s action movie icon that we love, that we've talked about, that was represented, made it far in the 80s tournament, and that is Roadhouse. Did you guys see this? They are doing a reboot to Roadhouse on Amazon Prime with Jake Gyllenhaal right. in the starring role as an ex-MMA fighter. And I right. also think, what's his name? Conor McGregor is going to be in the movie. Yeah, it's been cast, yes. Doug Lyman will direct, who's a great director. He did Yeah, gold. Doug Lyman's a good fucking director. Uh, Anthony, what do you think about Roadhouse? First of all, does it need to be rebooted? And then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Conor McGregor. Eh? Uh, does it need to be rebooted? No. Yeah. Initial thought was, oh my God, they're gonna. this is not going to be good, right? Then you see Doug Lyman gets attached. I'm like, what's Doug Lyman doing with the fucking Roadhouse thing? Swingers. Jake Gyllenhaal's a pretty good actor. I think there's like a 15% chance that like they have enough fun with it and they kind of know like there there's been some stuff that they've put out there that was in the 80s or 90s. You know, Cobra Kai. uh, What's that fucking movie that we just saw watched that was a good uh, spinoff of of 80s shit i forget off the top of my head but uh then like these new age the green man you're talking about no 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 uh we reviewed it i think on this top gun top oh, gun maverick yeah, top gun maverick we're like you take a that's not necessarily a reboot but still um you kind of take a concept that was from the 80s and you're just smart about it and you put some love and care into it and you make it now and it works most of the time it doesn't work but i'm somewhat hopeful because again Doug Lyman Jake Gyllenhaal and if you're going to put like a shitty bar somewhere, I can't think of another. Sh- I mean, there's a lot of shitty places in the world. The Florida Keys, I think, would be up there as oh, far as like a shit bar. I think bar. that's like any place in Florida. Really, so the fact that it's in shit in the in Florida Keys has me 15% hopeful that this is going to be good. I don't know, man. I really I mean, 80, don't. That, that means I don't think it's going to be good, but I'm just giving it a little hope. <laughs> okay. 85% Joel not good. Silver <laughs> is back to producing. Joel Silver, too. I forgot yes. to mention that. Yes. So, look, I thought a Top Gun Maverick. I was like, look, they pulled off a Top Gun Maverick. It can be done if you do it but right. The thing is, like, no one cares about a movie. Like, Roadhouse, the movie, as far as a concept, right. it's dead in the water. It's stupid in the water. It, <sighs> like, you just, it's a guy, a cooler, a bouncer, takes, it cleans up a bar that's yeah. like, like, that's not what what's good about Roadhouse. Right. All of the fucking ridiculous shit that goes on, that's what's good about it. Is, the it, macho-ness. Yes. 
the fucking sex, the throat ripping, the throat ripping, (laughs) the fucking maniacal bad guy that's just beyond anything. Like I fucked guys like you in jail. Yeah, be nice, always be nice. Yeah, just like weird, like you know, monologues. (laughs) Having sex on the roof of a house while somebody watches from across the lake. Of course, all of these things that make the movie great. All of those things are great, and uh, Tai Chi. I don't see them doing any of that. I don't see them do doing any of that. If you set it in the night, if you set it now, then you really can't do it. You could you could maybe get away with it if you set it in the eighties, like when Roadhouse takes place. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like. I really would like to see him. I don't want to see another Roadhouse. I want to see another movie like Roadhouse, like in the same vein of yeah. Roadhouse. I don't need to see a, a movie about a bouncer. You know, whatever. It doesn't have to be but, exactly the same setup as well. Yeah, either. But it, like, that's not what makes Roadhouse great. Right. It, you know, like, I was thinking a long time ago, like, if they made remade Roadhouse, they would have to do it in Vegas. Because oh, it's yeah. like, that's like, that's like a nightclub on steroids. Yeah. It's, that's and it's the like spirit. bigger, yeah. glitzier, even more crazy. You could have fucking machine guns in there if you want. It could get yeah. crazy. But this sounds just like kind of like weak sauce, like in a Florida Keys. It's like, the Florida Keys are like are like uh, smaller than Manhattan. Like it's, I mean, smaller than like I don't even know. They're they're tiny. Like, Let me ask you this: what, what do you think though about Doug Lyman jumping on? Doug Lyman's good. Like, I feel all like, of his movies are good. Yeah. yeah, I have no problem with Doug Lyman, but I don't think Doug Lyman's going to like make a Roadhouse movie. I don't. I think he's going to make a movie called Roadhouse. Yeah, Joel Silver though. Joel Silver is the only thing. The only thing <laughs> he'll provide that, the but cocaine, I, but I, I think he production. stopped doing coke. He's probably oh. like seventy something. That's the other thing. These <laughs> guys just, are old. He's just slapping up. his. He's just slapping his name on. He's probably urinating on himself right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, nothing wrong with it. But he's old. Yeah, he's you know. Old. Um, how old is Joel Silver? <laughs> uh, he's, he's seventy years old. Oh yeah, okay. so he's definitely right, he's pushing it. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely waiting about twenty minutes to pee. Um, <laughs> So I don't think it's the same guy who's snorting a rail of coke and fucking, you know, spitballing while blow drying his hair, you know, it's and a, his you pubes. Know, and they're calling it a reimagining. But part of me also would love like if you if it was like a, a, a somebody who is related to Dalton. His aunt, well, they his, did make a sequel that went straight to oh, video. Yeah, that's right. Didn't it? it was with like Dalton's kid. Oh, uh, OK. So maybe it's Dalton's kid's kid or something. I don't know. Tie back. Ignore that second one. Now I gotta see that. How bad could that be? I gotta see how bad that is. 2006 direct to video Roadhouse. Who is the star? There's nobody recognizable in this movie, I believe. Uh, There's no name. No, I don't. I don't recognize any of this. Jonathan Shake. Oh yeah, I know who that is. Oh, you would. (laughs) I don't. I don't know who the hell that is at all. He's like he's the lead. He's like in every movie that that comes out in HBO, like that you never see. He's the the son. Yeah, Roadhouse Two: Last Call. See, they tried to make it a thing again. Jonathan, oh, this Sh- cover looks like it's a, a, like, oh, like a porn cover. Yeah, it does. It, it's really looks like a porn parody of Roadhouse, really badly photoshopped and color lit and everything. So it can't be as bad as this. I don't know. Leave Roadhouse alone, unless you're gonna make a movie it, like Roadhouse, but not Roadhouse. Don't make Roadhouse. Right. You won't. You no, can't. You right. can't. You don't have the balls, Doug Lyman. That's right. And, no and neither does Joe Silver. His balls are gone. His <laughs> balls are. Show me your balls. Show me your seven-year-old balls. 
Show me those balls. I mean, George Miller, he fucking has still has balls, and he's yeah, like he's eight. Like I don't 80, even... dude. And he's still like, I'm yeah. gonna throw you from here to there. <laughs> no CGI. We're gonna throw you, and it's gonna be. I can't count him out. That's being ageist. He can still have balls. Come on, dude. You can do it. They just hang a little bit lower. <laughs> Come on, Joel. Be like the Dark Knight. Get out there. All right, that's a good spot to take a break here. We're going to play some promos. We're going to come back and talk about the latest entry in the Predator movie franchise right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. Brian here, host of TV Trivia Pod. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? And what's everyone eating in the post-credit scene of Avengers? Play along to TV Trivia Pod anywhere you get podcasts. And stay tuned for more trivia! What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC Heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Listener, if you enjoy this show, it is a perfect time for you to join our awesome fan club. Visit JockandNerd.com slash patreon and you could be a member of the awesome patreon community you can support the show on a monthly or annual basis and you get things like a bonus podcast feed an exclusive feed just for our patreon supporters where there's bonus content shows come out early uh we are discussing doing another round of uh action movies anthony you want to give a little tease to what may be on the patreon later this month yeah i think we're gonna probably pick out our our 90s action movies for the 90s. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them, too. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to figure out a number, but uh, I, I have a number in mind, and we'll, we'll pick out some movies pretty soon here. And then we'll give uh, all the listeners time to catch up and watch all these movies, and uh, then we will decide which is the greatest. Uh, there's also Discord benefits. We do monthly hangouts every month, last third Thursday of every month, usually, uh, on the Discord if you check our Patreon page, you will see the date and time. And there is a You Pick It tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie you want. Oh, God. A lot of fun benefits and things over at our Patreon. Join it today. Jogginer.com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get to the review. This week, we are reviewing the movie called Prey on Hulu. Here is your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This is a movie that exists in the Predator universe, a prequel, if you will. It is the fifth Predator movie in the franchise of a Predators um, on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's just, just, it's just strictly a Hulu release, which is interesting. We'll talk about that. Rotten Tomatoes, we got this sitting at 92% tomato meter. Wow. 7.6 out of 10. Uh, audience rating, 81%. Pretty good scores. I could not find a budget for this. It's not on the Wikipedia page. I did some Googling. If you had to make a guess, what does this look like? I think it looks like, what, like 40, 50 million? 60, maybe. Something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say like 60 to two. Like, 
you can probably do this for 40 million and above. You pro- yes. Yes, I would agree. But it doesn't matter because there's no box office return. There's Hulu uh memberships. We'll see if it helps the Hulu. The movie directed by Dan Trachtenberg who brought us 10 Cloverfield Lane and written and uh also by Dan Trachtenberg with Patrick Ason starring Amber Midthunder as our lead uh female awesome badass Naru and Dakota Beavers playing her brother Tabe and Dane Deliegro who I believe is 69 playing mm. the predator uh and some other people but that's your main cast there and an amazing dog named Coco I have we could talk about the dog Anthony what happens in prey well this is a prequel to the predator series where a predator shows up in the early 1700s in north america when the native americans are still around and there are french colonizers uh i wouldn't what do you call them colonizers traders yeah fur trappers walking around and this seems like this predator is on his first hunt trying to are trying to hunt the toughest prey on earth and it's between in the midst of that there is a young girl named uh naru who is amongst men trying to prove herself as a hunter and uh, she kind of comes across this predator comanche Comanche uh, did you say yeah she's comanche people i didn't say that no she's and it's a clash of hunters in this movie it's Hunter Chase film. All right, let's get to it. At the end of the movie, what, what were you feeling? What'd you think? I loved it. Yes, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah. I I I was pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. I had a couple few couple issues. Uh, one being, I think it should have been filmed and shot in Comanche. I know there's the dub, but the dub is unwatchable because of. I but you can't. There's a Comanche version. That's a dubbed. It's dubbed. Did you try watching? Yeah. It? I did. It's dubbed. I can't. It's unwatchable because I grew up watching Godzilla being dubbed, and it just it. Pray Comanche I can't do it. dub. I see. It's okay. okay. So I wish it would have been filmed at Comanche. I get why they did yeah. it, but it, it does kind of take you out of it when they're like the French person is speaking English to them. It's like this is your translator. He, he speaks English, <laughs> yeah. and it's like now nah, they wouldn't have known English. See, the I don't mind that it's filmed in not filmed in Comanche and in, in, in you know and not subtitled. I mean, that would have been a really earnest way to go about it. it. And I would give props to the director to decide to make that bold move. But the thing that I don't like about them doing it in English, which should work, is that there's there doesn't seem like there's any effort to kind of like uh, shed like modern mannerisms. Yeah, modern vernacular. I, mean, I was going to say that. Yeah. Too, yep. Like you can do it. If you, you gotta have, you gotta handle it a certain way to kind of make them go, okay, they're not speaking the language, but I feel like this is authentic. And they were just kind of coming off as like, yeah, we're just hanging out, like blah, blah, blah. You know, so it was like know. modern joke, joking around almost was kind modern of weird. Modern posturing, modern yeah. everything. Like, you know, I just feel like. They tried to make it authentic as possible, though, aside from all of that. I feel. It's just a small nitpick, basically. It's yeah, not I, like, I agree. I think I had, I, that was my main problem with it. Is that is that? But I understand why they did it. They're trying to market to a wide audience. I get it. So I actually I got over it by the end, and and overall, yeah, I I thought it was great. I thought um, just the the little things like her her being a girl. I've seen some stuff all like feminist stuff. Like her being a girl plays into why she's able to win. Right. Like the predator has been underestimating her yep. the whole time yep. and not seeing sees her as prey. Yep. 
sees her as a, a victim. Yeah. And because of that, she gets more data on the predator and realizes like, oh, these are the things I can do yeah. to get to this guy. So like you've got like them, you've got her hunting, you've got the predator, you've got uh, the French people hunting. And there's like a, like a three way triangle of hunting. It's just what what they did really well is they brought this back to its roots. It's not there's not a lot of fluff. It's it's very apropos that we picked a predator two weeks ago as the movie right? that won. And we do pray. Yeah. Like they just threw it back and they went, we're going to go in a, in a different setting. We're going to do a more of a prehistoric version of the predator. Obviously prehistoric, not prehistoric, but an earlier version of the predator, earlier people, very simple plot. Just, it's just at the end of the day, it's like predator where it's just a mind game yep. between these fucking hunters. Except and it's awesome. Hunt chase movie. No, I fucking agree. I really enjoyed this movie. Simple, straightforward, Hunt movie. That's all you need to do. Doesn't try to do too much. Does it well. Shot beautifully. Amber Midthunder is fucking badass. I fucking love the dog. That was the most expressive dog I've ever seen. Amazing dog acting. I have some information about the dog. <laughs> uh, but no, seeing uh, this, this, the shots are beautiful. And, and at times you're like, who's hunting who? It's always flipping on you. Uh, it was fucking th- the final battle was kind of great, too. Uh, I I really loved it. I thought they had the tension was amazing. The bear scene. There's several scenes that are very good. So overall, yeah, they fucking they did a great job. Rugs, what'd you think? I think that if you tr- divorce it from Predator and all of the stuff that came before it, uh, you it, it's a way better film. But oh. when you consider it in the context of the other stuff, it does lend a little bit of baggage. Just because you know all of we've seen all these Predator movies where like uh. Like, oh, they've thrown everything in the kitchen sink at the Predator and, you know, whatever. Right. And y- you have basically this. This is probably the most inept Predator of all, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But it's 300 years but, earlier, right? But, They're um, not as advanced. They, he has no armor. He bar- he doesn't even have any armor. He's got a skull, which would look right. cool, though. I thought this the is true. Was cool. This is all true. Okay. Yep. But um, and I like in the original Predator, like Arnold sets a trap, but it doesn't work. And then. He has to like improvise and, you know, he's just out of luck. The the predator walks under the fucking the counterweight and he's right, able to yeah. use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This one, she's got him dead to rights. Like she's <laughs> already anticipating his every move. And I just feel like, oh, it's a little bit of a letdown that he would just fall into that. But like, but I thought it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I think that, as I said, if you divorce it from everything else that came before it, it makes it better. But still good on, still good in the context. It's like I think it's either the second or the third or tied for a second best predator. Whoa, movie. whoa, save the ranking. We're not oh. at that point yet. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert! Jesus. But I just think it was, it was very good. It was it's very good. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say the uh, the only other criticism I have of her getting him is not that she's a girl. It's just that is this predator so fucking stupid <laughs> to not know how his tracking works? He does works? not know how his his own helmet. He's works. like, if I point this at it, I know for a fact it's gonna go. That with it's the not gonna sir. work. Yeah. Where are the lasers? I don't know. Yeah. So that that's the only thing. Is like, does he not know how his own fucking technology works? But other than that, I thought it was. I thought it was really well done. I was I was super pleased to see how it went. I thought it was good. In, it was one of those things where I like. I liked it so much that I rewatched the action scenes. Me too. I would. And I yes. enjoyed rewatching the action scenes, and I, and I thought to myself, man, action movies aren't completely dead. No. Like, I think that yeah. this guy should get another movie. Dan Tractor and give him some money. Let's make it really. I think is. I think that where the movie kind of, kind of starts to like. Oh, you you realize it's not a big budget movie. It's like 
some of the CG is questionable mm-hmm. in places. So if he could get that right, I mean that I think that the wolf CG was actually very good. Wolf, yeah, it was really. Oh yeah, good. the wolf. And then the, the bear was, was a little tough. The bear was a little bit. But the bear, yeah. but that was fucking an amazing shot where the blood from the bear is revealing him to her. And he's holding I, I, up. That I love scene. this version of the Predator too, where he does. It feels like this is the first time a predator has been on Earth yeah. because he's like going up the chain, yeah, starts to kill the snake, snake right? then a wolf, yeah. then a bear, and then he's like, "Oh, humans People. are the ones." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that, and I like that, like the scene, even though the bears. Uh, CGI's question. I like that he takes out the bear with his bare hands. And that bear was like cool. that bear and, had him and, for a second too. It's fucking throwing right. him around, biting him. It was him. awesome. Yeah. Uh I love yeah, that was a fucking I love actually also the humans are actually putting up a fight, right? Her tribes people, uh the times they actually go man to man, they're able to dodge and fucking attack and give him some devastating blows. Yeah. I like that you see him like stitching himself up. Yeah, he's got to heal himself. He's all fucked up. He's like John Rambo in the fucking forest. Well, he's stitching himself up as she's sti- like they do a lot of these side w- yeah. side by side shots where they're both kind of doing the same thing. But her dude, Amber Mid Thunder, in that scene where she's rescuing the dog and takes down all the fucking fur trappers, I was like, this girl's badass. And they did. I mean, some of it is stunt girl, but there's like, it's like a one shot scene where they do something called cowboy switches. She's talking about where she rolls out, stunt double rolls in, right? Then stunt double rolls out. She and she wanted to do a lot of the stunts herself. And what's what's also good, though, is like those scenes are great. But then there's also like the subtext of of like how they treated women. So the yeah, the yeah. Native Americans are like, eh, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You don't belong here. And then even like the French people are like, oh, a girl we can throw her in the cage. But then there's also like the text of, OK, so you have the Native Americans who hunt, but they they take everything right yeah. they they eat every portion. They use it. And then then you have like another version of honorable hunting, which is the predator. Where he's hunting things that are like apex predators, right. so he's not hunting things that like he can easily kill. Right. But then you throw in the Europeans, yeah. who are literally just like you, that scene where you see all the buffalo yes, skinned, that. and it's just like, oh, these guys don't have any honor, and they're how they're hunting. They just hunt because it's fucking fun, and it, well, and they want and they want to make it's money, profit, right? Yeah, right. And like that. So there's like these three versions yeah. of like mindsets around hunting that are revolving around each other too it's really well and it's multiple like antagonists like the french traders are also bad guys in a way to two groups and uh i i love that fake out where you saw the skin buffalo and i was like the fucking predator do this why would he do this and then they reveal that it's these fucking trappers it's great yeah he would never like so there's all there's these like fucking levels of like honorable hunting i just it just it's such a smartly written movie it's it's like I, it, it legitimately surprised me that the people that made this movie gave a fuck about the predator, right? Because <laughs> there's been it's been years. I mean that that Shane Black film is abominable. Like if you watch that movie, yeah, it the sucks. last it's one terrible. they made was was really really bad. But now, like, think of what they can do. Uh, so let's tie it in. Let's talk about a couple of the Easter eggs, right? Uh, he says the line, "If it bleeds, we can kill it." That's fucking great. I was like, he said that line. The gun. Who says that in the first one? Duke or uh, Sonny Landon? I think Duke says it, right? I don't remember. If it bleeds, it we can kill it. Oh, maybe it was the other guy. Sounds like an Arnold line. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, where they're used as bait and she knows he's, he's not going to go for him and she, you know, her strategy is great. The uh, pistol. The one translator trades for, so she helps his leg, teaches her how to shoot it, comes in in a very important moment at the end when she damn near blows his fucking head off. But this is the same gun Danny yeah. Glover gets in Predator 2 from the Predator 
uh, what's that? Like the lead, the head predator dude, right? Right. Uh, By the way, Schwarzenegger says that. Oh, one. it is just Dutch. It was Dutch. Yeah. If it bleeds, we could kill it. Uh, but dude, I lo- I just love. It's got the same inscription. Well, there's also the line where she's where she's hiding and waiting for her, the predator to come to her, and she's basically kind of saying what Arnold says. She's like, "Come on, come yes, on. she's like, come on, do come, it, come, yes, go. come on, do it." Yeah. And also, it. instead of I love how she figures out that she gives the guy the flower, his body temperature goes down. Predator can't mm-hmm. see him, right? Similar to how Arnold somehow figured out mud lowers my body temperature. She eats the <laughs> plants, and now she's invisible. Fucking brilliant! But what? Well, she also notices when the mask comes off and he shoots yes, it. Yes, that it follows the fucking follows him. It follows the where the mask was targeting, yeah. and then he tries to shoot it again, and the arrow. I also like that because this is three hundred years earlier. Instead of the predator shooting plasma, like plas- plasma bat blasts, it's arrows. It's actual like shooting. physical darts. Yeah, yeah that right. like they again, they're not as involved. He has a little bit of tech. He does send out those little drone bombs, right? Uh, but he, he and he has just a shield, but he's got no overall armor. Yeah, and she fuck. I love it. She shoots him in the head, grabs the fucking helmet because she's like, give me that. I also love she used the green as like face paint at the end when she brings the, all those lines and the where he's like, bring it home. And she's like, this is it. There is no more. This is the end. Just like uh, her brother said when he was about to get killed. I like how. Well, I like I like that, that when you but going back to that line yeah. where her brother's like, bring it home. Yeah. He, he's like, this is this is it for yep. me. But he's when I rewatch that scene, he's basically going. You have now everything you need to kill this. Thing. Yeah. Like I, my death is now the last part of you getting enough data to fucking get this guy yeah. like now it's gonna be your what does he call it your katame or Ka- yeah, like katumia or something yeah katumia yeah where you hunt something that's hunting you uh no but yeah the kumite yeah like <laughs> it, it, the kumite at the yes. end is really fucking good <laughs> when they get in that fucking pit the kumite is really good <laughs> the kumite <laughs> um they dude there are so many good parts this is a fucking great movie the dog it oh, here we go. is a, uh, first of all, reminded me of Mad Max, right? With the great uh, little Aussie in Mad Max. Right. Uh, the dog names is, the dog's name is Coco, right? Sorry. And it's not. No, sorry. Well, sorry in the movie. The, the yeah. dog's real name is Coco. No, no, no. Cares Nobody cares. That. Here's the thing. This is not a dog actor. This, this was an adopted dog for this movie. And it's an American dingo, also known as a Carolina dingo. One of the oldest breeds, I believe, on the continent of dogs and they had a hell of a time getting the dog to do what they wanted because it's not like a trade they just adopted it for the movie uh but i thought the dog was fucking amazing he had so much personality. the dog added like another part of it where it's like oh i don't want the dog to die right and at several times they fucking so there's tension there they made me go don't you fucking kill that dog twice they almost <laughs> got fucking killed <laughs> kill all the people you want yeah. just leave the dog alone don't, don't kill let me see you shoot dog. no dogs uh, <laughs> oh man it, yeah, it was i had a great i was like this is how you kind of do a modern movie, but still have all the. It's not even like the '80s tropes. It just like it nods at everything, but it's not the '80s. It's not an '80s movie at all. It's a modern, it's a modern movie. modern movie, and it doesn't. I love you know. It doesn't need a lot of dialogue. You got to keep it, it we, simple. You know, it just nods. It's like we we get it. Like it's from this is from the '80s. We understand the roots, but we're doing our own thing here. And, it, and it's in the It's like of the DNA, but not. It's like a, a couple generations later. Still solid, solid, just a solid action movie and uh, making Predator interesting again. Did you guys watch the end credits, which were kind of wonderful little drawings, like tent drawings, right, of the movie? And at the very end, you see three more fucking Predator ships drawings come in, right? So I'd be curious. I think what they should do is you follow the gun throughout history. You've had them fight the Comanche. You can have them fight like 
samurais the next time, next time period. You can go to like Vikings, have them go fight Vikings, maybe follow this gun. How did it get in that predator's hand in Predator 2 to come back? Like that would be interesting. I do want to see more That's, movies. That is the way to do it. You take the best warriors like throughout time yeah, and, history. and then you fuck yeah. with those. Yeah, no, that I think I think you guys are spot on. I think that that is exactly or you even like have a little fun with it and you have the predator being the one that takes out like Genghis Khan. Oh shit. Oh so it's like, oh, Genghis Khan's reign didn't end because of this. It ended because actually a fucking predator took it's it like out. Achilles versus the Predator. Right. Oh my god, that would be, be awesome. fantastic. That would be interesting. What's what's cool too is this movie isn't at all like it's very like played straight yeah it's not like there's not a ton of laughs it's brisk it's a an over a little over 90 it's minutes perfect, perfect length very streamlined just no like we know what we're doing here we're this is a hunting movie between um, numerous hunters there's subtext if you want to get into that but if we if you just want to see some fucking action and be like i don't know how this girl is going to kill a predator this is what we're giving you and they did let the deliver in spades i think it's fucking awesome Love how she's good at the axe and tied a rope to it, and that was a fucking badass weapon. <laughs> Pull back and throw. I mean, even his like prehistoric shield, or he's just yes. like cutting people's heads off. With oh it. fuck yeah! And it's fucking bloody. It was rated R. Okay, so this was what I wanted to ask. Do they? There was a contractual obligations. You know, now Disney owns this movie. Why it wasn't released in theaters and put on streaming? Uh, I believe because before, if they. They wanted to put it in theaters, then it would have to go to HBO Max, and then it mm. would be they would be sending subscribers to a competing fucking thing. How do you know that? Uh, I read, I was reading this article, huh. that, but that, but the way it is now, they can put it. Obviously, they put it on Hulu, which they own. If it was put out in theaters, it is kind of a light August. They just had Bullet Train open to like thirty million dollars opening weekend. Not a lot coming out. Would this movie have done well, or? Is it the thing going to happen where in the franchise, the last stinky movie uh, makes the next one? Nobody cares anymore, right? Like there has, hasn't been a good Predators movie. Would people have even bothered to go knowing that? I think maybe uh, now people could. Nobody knew that they, you could make a good Predator movie. Anymore. Correct. <laughs> Until now. Because they were going about it the wrong way. They were making the same movie over and over again. So. I think you have to have enough of a different take that, and not only that, but directed well and written well, which was, this is, this is, that's what takes this movie to the next level is that it's very well directed. It's beautifully directed. Actually. Yeah. It's like, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty stylish. And, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like, yeah, the, the person who was directing knew what they were doing. Yeah. So, everything makes sense. Largely. Right. There's no like real big holes. I think what, I think it would have done. Okay. Because I think, there's now a because of Rotten Tomatoes. I think Rotten yeah. Tomatoes really influences how well movies do yeah. in terms of if it's good. Like for instance, Top Gun has amazing Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. so like its run has been like lasted so long. Whereas like Thor: Love and Thunder has a decent, okay Rotten Tomatoes, not kind of disappointing, and you see like that movie peters out pretty quick. So I think if people got word that Prey was doing, I'm not saying it would have made two hundred million dollars, but Against the budget, I think it would definitely would have made money. Dude, Top Gun Maverick. Not definitely. I wouldn't say definitely, but I think it would have had a shot. Top Gun Maverick still in theaters. <laughs> People, it's still making money. $1.3 billion. It's like seventh biggest domestic all, when, of all when, time. When now. something's good, you hear about it. Like, I've, like, yeah. I have no interest in seeing Bullet Train, and I've heard yeah. 
numerous people say oh it's good like that the buzz of it being good i think helps a lot for a movie theater now I'm, i was kind of curious about that because it's one of the that's one of the john wick guys there's crazy cameos and again it's just like assassins on a train trying to kill brad pitt like it looks fucking dope right uh but Simple concept. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of good things about rugs that. would this would this movie have made money in theaters is it better on streaming i don't know I mean, it's R rated it, also, which, you know, how much money is that? I think eventually it would have it would have been a sleeper. Yeah, it would have like, but it wouldn't have been a blockbuster. It wouldn't have been like, oh, huge numbers. It would make probably it's money back over time. But I don't know. No, like you said, I couldn't believe they actually like there's made, no big name attached. Yeah, that's the thing. This girl's going to be a star, though. Amber Midlander. Really? I think she. Could no, be, I don't think. No, she's I don't know. Badass. But she's badass. Yeah. But what does that mean? Means she'll get more badass roles. I don't know. Yeah, she was she was good. I, I don't know. I don't can't I can't really predict what her future is. Yeah. I thought she was completely fine in, in the role. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, look. Let's rate the movie and rank it amongst the predators. If you can remember the other ones, I remember some well, of them. I remember all. Oh, okay, Anthony. Well, let's start with you. We can go eight out of ten. Okay. I would have had this been a nine or a ten yeah. if it was in Comanche. Oh man. I, I just it really yeah. takes it really irks me that it's in English not because of being woke but just because of the time period yeah yeah eight out of ten it's the second best predator movie behind predator uh the third best predator movie is a tie between predators and predator two for me what, is that one of the is that the one with Adrian Brody yeah that predator. one with Adrian Brody's not bad it's not bad yeah okay and then the predators last and then uh, the AVP stuff is like its own weird <laughs> thing that garbage I don't know what the hell's going on there. Okay, that's solid. Yeah, no, I was gonna give it eight, eight and a half actually. And go. and again, yes, second best Predator movie after the original. And then I would put mm, Predator two, and then the Adrian Brody movie. Right. Is that how I go? Rugs, what about you? I'm kind of on the same page as all of you. Um, an eight out of ten, and it's I say it's tied for the second best. I think that it's right, right as just as good as Predator two. Oh, you like Predator two that much? Huh? Well, I think that it was a good sequel. I just don't think that they didn't have Arnold in it, so it, yeah. that's what the big letdown was. I so. need to rewatch that one too. I think it was memorable. It was a memorable film. It was in the city. It was kind of a different take. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, um, Murtaugh and Gary Busey. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, Gary Busey. What kills the movie for me? You know, he's it's great. like he's Gary Busey. He's great. <laughs> yeah, but he's not Arnold. No, that's he's not the point. Arnold, you yeah. want you want Arnold. You know, but that's what you really want. But he, you know. He's uh he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Stick I was it very out. I was very impressed and uh the fucking design of the predator is great too. This guy is great. He's a, I'm happy to be presently surprised yeah. by a movie for once. Yeah, uh, we didn't get into that. Did you like the way the predator looks? No. No why? Uh the face I, the classic predator face is legit. Like this was like a little bit goofy looking, but the w- when you're talking about it fully masked up and everything he looks awesome. I, I don't know why the, the the dreadlocks are so skinny though. That was like uh, fatter I like dreadlocks. The, I, I, like I agree with you, I don't know why they needed to change the face, but the mask uh, by itself makes a ton of sense. I don't know why his face would look different though. Yeah, they kind of like made it look more goofy. So like, it, not as what if terrifying. It's, what if it's just like another race of the same thing? Well, no, done I that. mean they, you've seen they you know the, Yauch, the rumor the is Yauja or Yauchta or yeah the, that they were like. They somehow are now like joined into the alien universe. Oh, with the xenomorphs. Yeah, with the xenomorphs and you know the, the engineers and all that stuff. I don't know. So 
I don't know. Maybe they're still kind of offshoot. Have we seen a predator wear a xenomorph helmet head on his head? I want to see that. I'm sure, that's what well, there's, been the a, there, there's, there's a Predalien, isn't there? Oh, yeah, is there, there is. a Predalien? Yeah, there is. And she's Alien versus Predator Record. Oh, there's a Predalien. Right. Oh, that's right. Hybrid. No, I love the skull. Fucking Georgia O'Keeffe painting skull look. It's great. <laughs> Only art, art, art school snobs are going to get that one. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought he looked Looks cool. like a vagina. Yeah. yeah. Why does that skull look like a vagina? It looks like a stamen. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's find out what our listeners thought from the news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Jesse Rodriguez says best entry since the original. Overall, it was really well done, minus some cringy dialogue and the predator not understanding his own weapon. Thought it was a good watch. Jess Rivera, was anyone else pissed the elder predators did not come down and present her with a reward? I was also hoping the reward might be pyramids for the tribe. That is that's how Danny Glover gets the gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy wins the hunt. She should get something. Maybe they're coming to give her her well, trophy. Yeah, they give him the, the gun because, yeah, he beat a predator. Uh, Joe Henry says, I'm kind of bummed this didn't get a theatrical release. Best predator movie since the first two. Daryl Kay also, second best predator movie ever. Uh, Sean Hadley says, I don't know what else people wanted from a predator film, but I thought this was the movie I had personally wanted since Predator 2. Teased the possibility of past battles. It's not, it's not a super difficult formula. It took Hollywood almost 30 years to realize it. Put a predator in a time period with a badass opponent. Wash, rinse, repeat. We don't need all the bullshit the predator was trying to do. Uh, dude, imagine him going and fighting samurais. And then, like, <laughs> pirates and just coming in different times. How or bad like is it? knights and stuff. Yes, knights. Oh, my God. Like, who are the... You could just do a Vikings. list of the greatest warriors of all time. Yeah. And then... Yeah. It's, wanna, it, it writes itself. I want to yeah. see this. It's fucking badass. Rick Martinez says, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> Everyone I know that's seen it are all giving it a thumbs up. I got to say, there were many times I thought Amber Midthunder was Summer Glau. She did remind me of Summer Glau. I didn't. I couldn't think of the person until I he oh, had this comment. Oh, Summer Glau. I had Ernie Reyes Jr. She, she looked like Ernie Reyes. What the fuck? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? That's fucking funny. <laughs> the kid from Sidekicks TV show. The, the I always owe him from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Surf oh, Ninja. Right. Oh, and Surf Ninja. That well, was I just big. watched Red Sonia when he was like a little when kid. Little Red Sonia, <laughs> the young king. <laughs> You remember that? He's ordering around that big fat, uh, his fat, like, uh, ward. Yeah. What is Ernie Ray's Jr. been up to? <laughs> uh, but so you thought he looked like a little boy. Oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> sure. Just a little bit. <laughs> I just, I'm not saying that the, that you look like a boy. I just said you look like Ernie Reyes. Like, just the He's, same. Uh, Ernie Reyes kind of looks a little feminine, yeah. He's yeah. 50 years old right now. Wow. That's right. Ernie Reyes Jr. He's now <laughs> Ernie Reyes Sr. Oh, he citizen. was on Superstore for a couple of episodes. Just like yeah. uh, Data from uh, Goonies is in Everything Everywhere all, all at once. Right. It's a comeback. All right. Let's finish up with what are we watching? Anybody see anything interesting, Anthony? No. No. Oh, I have. Okay. Anthony oh, has I'm, I'm on my 90s research. So oh, this shit. past week, I watched two movies I've seen, never seen. 90s I have never movies. seen. Excuse me. Okay. These were for the first time. Yeah. 
Point Break. Yeah. And Con Air. Wow. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed both. Oh, Point Break, dude. They're both good ones, yeah. Swayze. Great movies. Point Break, I mean, it's just uncanny how much Fast and Furious copied Point Break. Yeah. Yeah, that was the original. Fast and Furious is almost like living make making point break live on because there's that shitty point break remake but uh yeah point break just a fucking bromance movie yeah keanu is just uh he really still can't act like anytime he does anything emotional it's just so cringe yeah but uh he can play a, a surfer dude any day oh it's a perfect role <laughs> for him right yeah and then you just throw in swayze who's he was just adios amigo and jumping out of a plane like Really well done. Charismatic, yeah. 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 And West Catherine Coast. Bigelow like adds a little bit of style to that movie that makes like levels it up more than it should be. Um and then Con Air is just a masterpiece. It's just it should be like forever ingrained. That is an amazing <laughs> fucking film. It is the, I it haven't is watched this, that in a minute. I, I haven't watched watch it again. It, it is so stupid yet so good. It's the cast alone, the people that I mean, you get freaking Nicolas Cage Nick coming Cage. off an Oscar win. Yeah. Doing it all an, uh, a southern accent. You got John Malkovich, you got Ving Rames, you got John Cusack, who refuses to even acknowledge he was in that movie. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> you got uh, Steve Buscemi, you got Dave Chappelle is in the movie. Oh, fuck, that's right. That's right. Holy yeah. shit, young Dave Chappelle. Like, and you get an Oscar-nominated song, How Could I Breathe Without You? How could I live? Oh, How Could I Live Without You? Yeah, that, that, I didn't even know that fucking song was because of that movie. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, that's from that movie. Yeah. Uh, I need to rewatch this. Like, it's I'm it's not, an amazing movie. I can't wait to do the 90s one, because it's going to be harder than the 80s Irish movie and I can't wait to rewatch a well, lot the 90s, of 90s what's fun about the 90s ones is they like started getting real actors in here so they still had stupid premises yeah but they just had like real actors like leveling it up a little bit they're like oh we're just gonna throw in all these awesome actors in this like terrible plot and they get makes a little no bit sense. sometimes they get smarter but like Armageddon did the same thing yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. Bay yeah, yeah. throw all these people the together yeah you just you just go down with con uh, face Which, off. You're yeah, just throwing yeah, yeah. great actors in movies that they should never be in. Oh, they're, they're just having fun. They're trying to make a face off reboot too. Also, oh, but I don't know if it's going to be with any of the originals. I don't know if you should touch that one either. Make something else. Nicholas Cage's hair is is is. An, I mean, it's an amazing. It's wig. glorious. It's, it's an amazing. Own, wig. Yeah, it's his, it's its own character. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Nicholas Cage, the fucking he gets first off, he gets jacked. Like, yeah. watch the movie. He's huge wow. in the movie. Wow. And him just like you should have put the bunny in the basket. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he's I mean he's Forrest Gump doing yeah. that. He's playing Forrest Gump doing an action hero. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I had so much fun with both of those movies. But Con I can't Air, believe you've never seen that. So I've yeah, never wow. seen Con Air. Oh yeah. Wow, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Jealous. Yeah, it's great. It's so fuck and the <laughs> there's a fucking prisoner that's like a woman, but he's a guy, and it's just it it it, it aged horribly then. And, uh, it just, and you got oh, you got Danny Trejo. Oh fuck, Danny Trejo! Who's, too. He's called Johnny Twenty Three because he 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 has twenty three rape victims oh, tattooed on his arm. Oh my and god! And his whole thing in the movie, he just wants to rape the cop, and it's just like, yeah, this is a terrible decision even back then. Why are we, why is this? This is uncomfortable well, he's now. He's a criminal. I know, like, but it's just like nice oh, he's just like. They like it like turns into a different movie every time he's on screen. It's like, oh, he's is he really gonna rape that girl? And then you have like Steve Buscemi, who like they tease him killing a little kid. It's like it's like what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> it's so Great. good. You, oh, you get Forrest Gump's. Uh, you get the the fucking guy that was Bubba. Luke. Oh, oh, oh yeah. he's in that. He's in it too. Yeah, he's Nicolas Cage's sidekick. I did. See, fuck, I gotta watch this again. Gotta I don't remember. Connor. I can't remember a lot of this. 
Con Air. It, well, like, yeah, we saw amazing. it in the theater like, yeah. in 1990. Oh I, I, like, I can't imagine seeing that in the theater back then. I would have thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, but there were so many of those. Yes, there were. It was like, yes. Like Armageddon was like, like a couple of weeks before or after it. I that, can't even yeah, remember. That's when crazy that's, shit was This is when out. Nicolas Cage did, like, I, what I mentioned earlier, he wins an Oscar for what, Leaving Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. And then releases in order The Rock. Con Air and Face Off. Of it's like because it's why like, not? It'd be like getting His like best films. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like three seminal films, and it'd be like getting freaking Daniel Day Lewis wins an Oscar, and he's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to do three action movies. <laughs> like what? what, what kind of now is my this? time. Yeah. yeah. But look, he did a movie with John Woo. Yeah. yeah. You know he. <laughs> I mean, John Woo was like a big fucking director. Sean like, Connery gets for one of well, them. Well, Michael Bay is rock. Well, yeah, Michael Bay directing, yeah. and then crazy ass Con Air. Con Air is with Simon West. Or Simon West, right? yeah, Simon West, who did he did Tomb Raider, the yep. first Tomb Raider. Raider. All those movies are definitely going to be in this nineties tournament. Oh, it, it's they're gonna. I was, I was, I was crying laughing at some of the, the unintentional comedy is so fucking funny. Point Break's great too. Point Break is <laughs> Point Break is also at times very silly. Uh, there is a new documentary about Woodstock 99 on Netflix, three episodes called Trainwreck. And let me tell you, I'll watch 10 documentaries about Woodstock 99. I don't care. What a fucking story. What a shit show. Uh, what a great documentary. Uh, this one really highlighting the piece of shit promoters uh, <laughs> just trying to make a buck and not giving a shit about the kids. I and love then, Woodstock 99. Oh, my God. That just... How long is the doc? It's all Fred Durst's fault. It, partly, partly <laughs> and corn. It's three episodes of like uh, 40, 40, 50 minute episodes. I might throw it, it on. Uh, you definitely have to watch it. It is compelling and it breaks it down day one, day two, day three. And holy shit. I mean, and it's one of the original producers, promoters from the original Woodstock 69, which didn't really go as smooth as everyone thinks it did. Also, you just know, hear about it a lot. Yeah, well, because 99 just. Yeah, I remember what one quick thing about 99. That's when I was watching MTV and I remember watching MTV that yes. weekend and yes. seeing all the shit go down, like yes. seeing it being televised and be like, oh, my God. Yes. And then at one point, Mom, John can Nor- I go to that? <laughs> can we go there? <laughs> one point, John Norris is like, oh, we have to leave now. It's things are getting crazy. I mean, the decision to hand out a hundred thousand candles for a candlelight vigil on day three, when these kids were dehydrated, high as balls, haven't been sleeping because there's a 24 hour rave going on over there. And they can't shit anywhere. There's they're drinking shit water. They're on asphalt, aren't on they? Asphalt. On asphalt. Yep. Yes. Yep. And they're like, yeah, they took away your water coming in. Everything's expensive. And they're like, give them a hundred thousand candles. What could go wrong? And you know what? They deserve the, for the shit to get burned down like Give it did. Give me some break. Oh, my God. Anyways, that's great. I started watching The Sandman. I watched the first five episodes. I really. How was Adam Sandler? Was he good? It's, no, that's a different Sandman. That's, <laughs> oh, that's from. That's okay. from uh, no, the DC <laughs> Neil Gaiman's The Sandman about Dream oh. of the Endless Morpheus. Uh, this is great. If you love the comic book, I think you're going to like it. It's. It's like a faithful adaptation, but they've changed a number of things to make it work on TV better for a TV format. Great mood. Uh, I'm really digging it. I the, There's one episode called 24-7 that happens in a diner. That was a great episode. Very unnerving. Uh, but so far, so good. I can't. It's 10 episodes, so I can't wait. 
I've heard people love it and people like don't like it. I haven't met Death yet. That's the next episode and I'm dying to oh, see. I love the character Death? of Death in the Sandman universe. No, I'm digging it. I think they did a really good job. I also started watching Paper Girls, the first three episodes. Uh, that show is fun, too. They don't waste any time getting into it in the first episode, putting these paper girls in a crazy. I like, was going to watch that, but there's so many things. There's too many things. So I haven't right been able to get back to the paper girls because I wasn't doing that. Now I'm like, I got to watch the rest of Sandman because this is fucking good. So it's just too many things. Up. Too many things. Good luck trying to watch everything. Hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, look, that's Give it. Give me something to break. That's, yes. <laughs> that's, that was. Show me your tits. Fred, yeah. Listen, uh, what's her name? Uh, it's up there. Cheryl Crow is up there, and the dudes oh. are yelling, show me your tits. And she's like, oh, I you're see. You're supposed to do that. That was in the 90s. If a girl walked on stage, that's the first thing you're supposed to say. And, dude, This doc- <laughs> that documentary doesn't hold back. It shows you all the tits. It's kind of crazy. There's a lot of boobies in this documentary. Yeah. I mean, looking back at that lineup, I mean, it was that's an insane... Line up. What doesn't make sense though? There's rage music with Lilith Fair music ba- interspersed. What? What? What is the audience? What audience are you serving here? You that, clearly I mean, that's normal now though. That like is it? That's exactly how festivals are set up now. That what Woodstock did with rage music with hip hop with Cheryl Crow is exactly how Lollapalooza and Coach like they all took cues off of that. They took the good cues. That's and true. And learned from that. But that's how all festivals are now, where it's just a wide range of artists. I mean that that is true, but like you know, a corn and a limp biscuit attracts a certain fan, and a jewel and uh. Well, they weren't at the same stage. There's well, two like, stages. That's, that's There's true. Three stages, there was actually. multiple stages. Yeah. And then just like the 24 hour rave, was that necessary? <laughs> Let the kids sleep. No. Oh. They wow. didn't know what they were doing. What if? What if? But what, what if you're you know you're on Molly? You're rolling. I don't know. I don't even know what the kids were doing then. They were fucking. There's a lot of weed there. They were definitely there. doing Molly. There's yeah, there's, there's probably acid. They were high as fuck. There's mushrooms. One dude said they. I mean, they have interviews know. with people who are there. It's really funny. It's a great documentary. And you're like, holy fuck! How could you think this was gonna be a good idea? Anyways, that's it for the show. We're still talking about Woodstock '99. I will always talk about Woodstock '99. Fantastic. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. Go over there, tweet at him. Tweet me. Poke him in the tweets. Uh, at me. Yes. So you can check out all the, his information in our show notes and ways to subscribe and support the show. Share a- the show. Ampersand me. Ampersand <laughs> him. Semicolon him. That's the thing. Yes. Too. I don't know. Colon. Dollar sign. In his colon. Uh, share the show is the most important thing you could do. Word of mouth. Helps spread the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. <laughs> Sweaty nuts. Sweaty nuts. I really don't give a shit. The fuck?